Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, and welcome to episode 35 of the AI Comic Pod, brought to you as always by the Anfield Index. Um, I'm Stu, I'm your host this evening, and I don't want to alarm you folks, but Rory and I, we've been having some difficulties. Um, We've been to see a counsellor about it, and we've agreed that we're going to see other people. So for this evening, I'm joined by our good friend, Mr. Marco Lopez, who's agreed to step in and fill Rory's cheesy shoes. How are you doing, Mr. Lopez? (laughs) <laughs> this is so funny considering wow it, it, um so so inside joke but uh um I, i'm assuming you and you and rory didn't discuss seeing the same people right um <laughs> we did are you two timing no well he's 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 also got you know, another pod coming up <laughs> you little hussy oh <laughs> uh, well the next time ta- the next time we see our counselor we're going to be having words about this Uh, let it be known people this is why you need to communicate in relationships otherwise these things happen (laughs) it's terrible but we um we sort of we kind of forgot about this one even though we'd said that we were going to do it because i forgot that um logan was coming out this week it's actually already out by now so we've kind of had to shoehorn this one in because we weren't planning on doing it for another week or two um, but I'm going seeing the film on Sunday. Marco's going seeing it on Sunday, and I think Rory's planning on seeing it maybe next week. So we wanted to get the preview out as quickly as we could to give as many people as possible the chance to hear our thoughts. If you give a shit about that, which I'm sure you do because you're listening, um, <laughs> and and get as much of it out there as we could before too many people go and see the film, and then we're going to try and do the the review of it either our next show or the one after that. So hopefully two to three weeks. We don't want to wait too long because there's so much hype around this. There's so much good press. The early previews that have come in and the early reviews have been brilliant. It's it's being called the best Wolverine film, the best X-Men film. I've heard people saying it's one of their favourite Marvel films and one of their favourite comic films, period. 
So it's getting really, really good reviews from uh, press, industry people, and just normal cinema-going public. So we want to get in there straight away. We want to. We, we like doing our previews. We like you know dipping our toe in quite early. So it, it, it's well known that this is going to be Hugh Jackman's last time that he's going to he's going to put on the claws. We've yeah. praised him almost non-stop. He's one of our favourite pieces of casting, as he is a lot of people's. He's been doing this now for 17 years. It's sad to see him step down. You know, this is the ninth film that he's been Wolverine in, and that's a that's a ridiculously long time to be playing one character. He's arguably only ever got better. You know, physically, I think he, as he's grown older, he's looked more and more like Wolverine, which makes sense. He's grown into the role. He's grown into the mutton chops. And it's it's got to be sad to see him step down. The only thing he has said that would make him return to the role is if Wolverine's rights go back to Marvel and Marvel decides they want to do a Wolverine film. I think the chances of that happening are somewhere between slim and none because I can't see Fox letting these rights go for any of the of the X-Men property. Well, um, it's, it's, it's funny you say that, Stu, because I was, I can't remember where, but I mean, it seems like the, he's not the only one. There's a couple. There's a couple of uh, people talking about, uh, you know, wanting to, to move from Fox over to, and I think in particular the, the other franchise that is quite sort of keen on this is Fantastic Four. Yeah, the, the guy that played uh, Doctor Doom said, didn't he, he's got no yeah. interest in doing it ever again unless it's Marvel, which which makes sense because people have seen what they've yeah. done to the original IP, but then the way they've rejuvenated Spider-Man is, is a huge symbol of what they can do. But it makes sense. It's their property, isn't it? It's their character. They know how to do it better than anyone else. And I would love them to. I would love Marvel to somehow press the big red button and recall all of the IP that they've sold off to different studios and say, you know what? Yeah. We're going to have it all. And I bet you if, if they could have a little crystal ball and they could go back 15, 20 years, however long ago it was that they made this, these deals, if they could realise what the MCU was going to become, I don't think they ever would have let all of these things go out because then you start getting into the realms of the Avengers with the X-Men and Spider-Man yeah. meeting up with the X-Men and stuff. And it would be amazing. But it, it, just to, to start on an odd one, um, I wanted to start on, uh, just side note, Marco did the agenda for this, because as you know, we don't <laughs> like planning. We like flying by the seat of our pants, whereas Marco's like professional and structured and organized. Um, so you, you put this down as, as Hugh Jackman's legacy, and I, I, I want to start on that, because I actually think that's going to be one of the most important things that comes out of this film. Can yeah. this be the sign-off that Hugh Jackman and that Wolverine himself deserve? What do you think? Well, um, based on the early press uh, that's come in terms of the critical reviews and stuff, it definitely sounds like it. Uh, it I mean, to the extent that a lot of people – I mean, some of the most glowing reviews I've heard, and I'm not necessarily saying I expect it to be this good, but some of the most glowing reviews I've heard have even tried to compare it in style to the Dark Knight, and I don't think it's going to be that good. But I think I can understand where that whole very serious take in the character might actually sort of put it in that territory. The Hugh Jackman, uh, 
I think if you look across the the X Men portrayals, and 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 it's quite funny because he's he's easily the most consistent for obvious reasons, oh, yeah. and also the and also the most he's the most glowing reference across. But because uh, let's be frank, right? I mean, X Men comes out in two thousand, and or most people, I think I think it's pretty it's fair to say that most people's favorite X Men is usually this guy. It's because of like he's got cool powers, he's got a very cool weapon, he's got this really awesome like cheeky demeanor, he just looks tough. So, you know, the the already at that stage you've got people in love with the character. For Hugh Jackman, I I think before you had uh Robert Downey Jr. portraying Iron Man perfectly, before you had Chris Evans portraying Chris uh, um Captain America perfectly, you had this guy. This guy out of all the X-Men and I think and it's even with with the greatest of respect to the likes of Patrick Stewart as Professor X, who I think is a great Professor X, and Ian, uh, um, Ian McKellen as Magneto, and even James McAvoy. This guy, more than anyone, I think, has embodied the character perfectly. And it's it's a pity that there's pieces of the X-Men universe that have just not, not necessarily been very consistent. So... Does he deserve it? Like hand tenfold. I mean, you were talking about it earlier, Stu. This guy's been Wolverine for seventeen years. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. has only had to be Tony Stark for for what? Uh, I think it's ten, ten, ten years Come next on, year. Uh, yeah, next next year will be ten. Like, imagine being in that shape. I know. Uh, and you uh, think uh, the, the uh, age uh, he is? I mean, he's not old by any stretch of the imagination, but by Hollywood standards. To be doing such a demanding role where he's he's so physically exposed, you know, Wolverine's outfit is basically a dirty vest, isn't it? He's gone for the die-hard approach, <laughs> and and every time he does a Wolverine film, he comes back more buff. He, he's like he's minus something, you know, minus five percent body fat. He, he he defies logic. The shape that he's in, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's insane to like have to stay in that shape for that long a period. And I mean, I I, I think you and Rory joked about it when you were previewing the year. I'm I'm I your your comment. I think it was you comment like you know he probably really wants to just tuck into a couple of burgers. I don't blame him. That's that's insane discipline to to, yeah. to maintain yeah. your body at that level. And he's not one of those, is he? He doesn't yo-yo. He doesn't do a film and then go back to being a slob. If anyone who follows him on, on Instagram and, and Twitter and what have you, the guy works out as if he was just about to film a Wolverine film every week of his life. He is always lifting the most insane weights and doing the most insane cardio to stay in that shape. Yeah. And it, to have done that for 17 years, I can't even do that for 17 days. I couldn't even do that for 17 minutes. I just look at it, start sweating and go, fuck this, I'm going to go and lie down. But then no one's paying me, you know, millions and millions of dollars to do these things. Yeah. But it, it, it like like you've said, the, the reviews that are coming in, a lot of the reviews and two of my mates from work have gone and I've threatened them with, with death in the most painful way if they spoiled it. But they've both said, hands down, not even close, this is the Wolverine film that Wolverine deserved. This is the Wolverine film that Hugh Jackman deserved after that long, after that many films. This is the way he deserves to go out. 
which yeah. is what I wanted, and I'm sure it's what you and loads of other people, listeners and non-listeners alike, are all going to want the same thing. We all want Wolverine to finally get the film that makes you go, oh my God, that was brilliant. Because every other film he's been in has been anywhere from good to crap. But there's, you know, there's been highs, there's been lows. This is sounding like it could just be all highs. It's been... I haven't seen a single review, and I've read quite a few. I haven't seen anything that's picked on any faults. And then the no, the directors are talking about doing a black and white release to make it even. I don't. I don't know how you'd even describe that to make it a little bit more moody or emotional or whatever. It's and that just sounds like a really great idea. Rather than doing a director's cut and throwing an extra twenty minutes of stuff that you deemed not good enough, you know, yeah. monochrome the whole thing, make it. A lot. I don't know how would you how do you even describe that? You're the one that goes into all the big cinematography things. I just like it when people get stabbed and blown <laughs> up. I like stabby things and shooty things. <laughs> well, fair enough. So do I. Though. But I think maybe ironically, though, I went to go into Oscar because I'm I'm pretty sure Mad Max Fury Road also uh, his favorite or one of his favorites uh, uh, sort of played around with stuff like that. But I think the the, the to, to, to get back to the question, I mean, the 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 incredible thing about it, and and I think this is the best compliment that we can that, that that's sort of been most encouraging to me about the the early sort of critical reviews. It sounds like this film is it, it doesn't feel like a comic book film. A lot of people have spoken about it not feeling in any way, shape, or form like a typical comic book film. Now, I'm not necessarily saying the comic book films are a template because even they've changed. Um, I think the the I recently watched the very first X Men again uh, recently, and I mean, look, it's 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 decent. It's not it's not tremendous, but the point is, you can see all those all those typical influences of the time when things are very obviously comic booky, if that makes sense. It looks dated, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It feels dated as well because I mean, even even like like some of the choreography, you 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 look at some of the stuff uh, he was doing in uh, Wolverine or X Men Origins or even Days of Future Past. It's insane the kind of cho- fight choreography that he's asked to to do. Whereas in in X Men, like uh, his fight with Mystique is almost comical. Yeah. Um, the, the, the they, they went a little <laughs> bit over the ball, over the top, didn't he, with the CG on Mystique? A lot yeah. of it, she's she's too bendy. She she's moving in ways that no no person with a spine could move, and it's something that they did in the um, oh, which Spider Man? I think it might have been Spider Man Three. They really ramped up the cheese on the CGI, but but <laughs> as you said, it Logan in, from the from the trailers, it doesn't look like a comic book film. It looks like a film almost. I don't know, it's a cross between an action, but there seems to be a huge human compassionate um, element to it. It seems like a sign-off for Wolverine rather than just another, uh, Wolverine's pissed off, he's going to go and stab a lot of people and swear a bit. It seems very, very emotionally charged. And obviously you've got the huge element of Professor X is clearly not in a good way. He's, He's on his last legs or he's at death's door or something has happened which... I don't know which is good because I don't want to ruin it. But he doesn't look like he's you know got long left, and that's going to be hard because, as you've said, he's fantastic. Can you imagine anyone in your head 
being pro- the, the old Professor X other than Patrick Stewart because I can't when I close my eyes and think about it, it's Patrick I Stewart see, or, yeah, or Buff. Yeah, I, I see Patrick Stewart as well. And I mean, I can't, the, not that I know like every single actor who sort of, you know, w- would look good with a shaved head, but I just, I can't see anyone else. He's also, because he, the, 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 the thing is Patrick Stewart also embodies that whole presence as well. That's what I've got to have say. With, with yeah. him being, he's a classically trained actor. He's one of them. Any scene that he's in, he doesn't steal it with, bravado or just by being loud or colorful he steals it because the way he speaks you listen to him when he says anything even if he was ordering a burger off a menu you'd listen to him and it sounds so powerful and so moving because he's just got presence and charm and i i love the guy to pieces and it's sad because he's another one that has said this will be his last one I, I, i think with him you've obviously got the element of his age as well he he must be getting to the point where doing these films must be incredibly grueling. Yeah, agreed. And 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 the thing is, it's 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 another one of those wonderful inspired moments of casting. I think, yeah, um, absolutely. From, from, you know, it, the X Men X Men didn't do too bad in this department. I think they've they've had some great moments. Um, funnily enough, the in my opinion, at least. Um, so, so one of the moments of controversy that that will have during this pod, Stu, the the best X Men film for me, um, X Men First Class, before this one, I'm assuming. Um, Absolutely the, agree, completely yeah. agree with you. It 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 also had some very inspired casting, and the irony is, the irony is, Hugh Jackman appears in it for like a good, you know, couple of seconds. Oh but, God, yeah. But go, it's go so iconically, it's so iconically memorable. And, and and the funny thing is it, it it fits perfectly with 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 exactly who and what the character is. Yeah, but it's, it just it's it just, pure Wolverine, isn't it? It's, yeah. There's no he doesn't need to dress up what he's saying. He's not precious with his words. Go fuck yourself. That's it. And it, it's brilliant. He, and he's another one. He steals the scene because he's so entrenched in the character. That's yeah. exactly what he would have done in in, a, in the same way that. Robert Downey Jr. is every inch the Tony Stark. Chris Evans is every inch Captain America. Hugh yeah. Jackman is every inch Wolverine on and off screen. He, yeah. He's another one that blurs the lines like Ryan Reynolds does as well. He's he's Deadpool inside and out. Yeah, agreed. I think I think uh, if, if if the Deadpool franchise gets gets the support it, it deserves, um, Deadpool uh, Ryan Reynolds will become the new iconic figure. Yeah, but I think if 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 you know you know for us to obviously have, have grown up with the X Men franchise because we just simply were of the age that we that we saw it, um, you know Hugh Jackman is very much the standout first guy. It's again, sorry, just to finish the previous point. It's not to say like because my whole point was first class is there's, there's some inspired casting. I think Sebastian Shaw, Kevin Bacon is brilliant. Fassbender as, as Magneto is inspired. McAvoy is, as Professor X is pretty pretty cool. Not as good as Stuart, but 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 cool. The 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 point is though, like you you can see some great castings and and so forth. But it all. It all stems from this. I, I, I almost feel like, you know, and, and, and I suppose that's why they've been tempted to, number one, give him his own franchise, and number two, try and stick him in almost every X Men film. Yeah. Hugh Jack is just, he's a heartbeat to this thing. He really, really is. And he's just, because 
inherently everyone just really sympathizes with this guy, whether it's because he's just the most badass tough guy of them all, or the fact that he he, he seems to I don't know what it is. Like, like for me, um, the, the biggest disappointment in the whole X Men crew, uh, ex- except for the last kid who who played him, is Cyclops. Like, unfortunately, James Franco never embodied in any way, shape, or form the not James Franco. What's his name? Is it James Franco? It isn't. Oh it no! I, 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 I couldn't tell but, you what his name is. But but, but I mean, he, uh, uh, um, you've got you, you've just got this like um, uh, 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 he he doesn't in any way embody the the, the emotion. Uh, He's just closing is isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. Whereas I mean, it's it's. I, I actually think that that Hugh Jackman's managed to bring a uh, a far bigger depth to. To what uh, uh, Wolverine actually is, James Marsden, my bad, a different James. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman just absolutely carries the role. He absolutely brings some of his own elements of, of, of uh, um, you know, you, you're talking. I mean, he is, he's also obviously very classically trained as well. He's 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 even got some dance moves. Uh, apparently, from what I've heard, in, in terms of his stage presence. Um, but but Hugh Jackman does bring. Uh, far more convincing emotional value to the role than uh, than some of the other guy, uh, characters throughout the X Men universe. Yeah, so it, speaking that's a, a great little segue. Speaking in terms of the X Men universe, where where does this sit, sort of context and timeline wise, with uh, <laughs> with the other ones? That's that's actually a pretty tough question because obviously um, I don't know what what happened. Uh, with respect to the whole planning of the X-Men franchise. Now, I suppose to some extent, one's got to be a little bit, uh, not necessarily uncritical, but I suppose a little bit sort of forgiving of the fact that they probably didn't expect to be able to do what's at nine, ten films yeah. uh, in, 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 in terms of its broader, broader success. But the idea very clearly that, that all these films are somehow inter, inter, interweaved it kind of goes out the window because the 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 one that confuses everything is X Men Origins uh, Wolverine the yeah, the the, 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 black, the black sheep of the X Men family yeah because because the 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 challenge with that one is it changes a lot of fundamental things in the timeline that suddenly you wait hold on so he rescued Cyclops and then when there's then there was this other one and then oh, but but Professor X pops up but hang on he's not supposed to be that old and wait what like it, it gets very confusing and even though there were pieces that 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 film that I actually liked the the impact of the of that film on the broader universe and the timeline just completely confuses you. Then you get X-Men Days of Future Past, which is a great film, but it it totally like throws further things out of whack. Like well, what I've ended up reading, which I think is probably good advice going into Logan, is try not to see this as part of the broader universe that you've seen in films. Just know that there's Wolverine, know that there's Professor X, there were mutants at some point, and like take it from there. Right. So just so just view it as an isolated one off. Almost, yeah. Right. Almost. Okay. Because it's set. Is it? Is it forty years in the future? I'm not sure. And 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 I've kind of I've almost tried to avoid the the the, the synopsis is too much because um, number one, having read the comic, I didn't want it to lead too much what my impressions might be. Uh, and by the by, by the comic, I mean Old Man Logan, which which um, a lot of people are saying elements of the film are based on. Yeah. But the other thing is. The other thing is also, I think, you know, I, I've almost felt like if, if 
what's it tr- trying to like s- s- sort of contextualize it into the broader story is 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 a little bit difficult even though and and this is the only spoiler i'll give because it's actually a good one for everyone to know anyway if you recall at the end of x-men apocalypse the post-credit scene yes so that scene is actually really important for logan really really important for logan because uh from what i understand effectively what you see is you of course see the the um the weapon x facility where uh wolverine was born so to speak and there are blood samples or dna samples that are taken from there and that effectively explains the presence of a certain character in the logan film yeah i would assume i would assume yeah the see i i kind of want to press on that Tell you what, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about the post scene from Apocalypse yeah. without actually sort of detailing it. You see a briefcase or a, a like a, a metal case, and it's from the Essex Corp. And Essex Corp goes back to a big X Men villain, someone who a lot of hardcore comic fans have really, really wanted to see in the X Men universe. But he's kind of a difficult one to bring in. But bringing yeah. him in opens up dozens and dozens and dozens of doors for future storylines and by putting him in now they've pretty much confirmed that this character is going to be in at some point and that can only be a good thing especially seeing as they are now putting a lot more effort that they are doing um they're doing the phoenix storyline aren't they in the next of the uh, of the prequel films and at, at some point they're obviously going to follow on from the uh, the apocalypse post post credit scene, yeah, um, yeah. I really want to talk about that because it's one of my favorite. That was he, he was always one of my standouts from um, the animated series, which was my my window into X Men. Really, as a tell as, you a, what. as a DC boy, should we just fucking talk about it? No, no. I, tell you what, I got an idea. Why don't we? Why don't we leave the spoilers for the end? So, like last 10, 15 minutes reserved yeah. for spoilers. We can we we can throw out uh, uh, who this who this who this character is yeah. and a few other things because I've also I've also got one one sort of theory spoiler I'm gonna spoil I, I want to spoil the comic but obviously I don't want to spoil it in case people uh, read it yeah um, I and, think that's a good yeah. shout so we'll talk cool. about this character at the end and we'll give you a warning so if you need to knock off a bit early we'll just silently judge you like we usually do <laughs> so cool. yeah it's. As you've hinted at there, the continuity is a bit screwed up anyway because the events of the last X-Men film have been completely erased from history now. So, But I, I'm the same as you. I much prefer the, the prequels. I, I have much, much, much preferred them. And um, First Class is my favourite X-Men film too. But I'm pretty sure that after Sunday, Logan's going to be my favourite X-Men film. I'm, I've got a, a vibe going into this that I did with uh, Dark Knight Rises, so hyped yeah. up for that, and Civil War, and uh, Winter Soldier, and all the good sort of second or third films from franchises where you've really, you just know what you're going into. Uh, I'm not, not sceptical about it like I have been about, admittedly not many, but some of the comic book films. Yeah. Um, and y- you've also hinted the comic. I've never read Old Man Logan but I've read plot overviews and synopsis about it. I know what the story is, and it's it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. I, I do want to read it. I'm probably going to end up buying the graphic novel after Sunday because that's what I tend to do. 
and <laughs> and then I'll binge read it. But it was always expected, wasn't it? For as soon as they announced that they were doing a film, and then the, I think the title came out, and then all yeah. of a sudden a picture of old Logan came out, and everyone started going, "Well, hang on, if he looks like that, it's obviously set a little bit in the future." The major story arc from Wolverine in the future is Old Man Logan, but surely you're not going to do the full thing because of what it involves him doing. Yeah, and, it's it's and he couldn't uh, do it as we've said because a lot of those characters are owned by Marvel, so they they couldn't cross it over. It would have been very interesting. There's going to be some parallel universe somewhere in the multiverse where Marvel have got all the original rights and that the third Wolverine film is Old Man Logan and they can do it properly. And you can just yeah. imagine, there's, there's one scene I'm thinking of in my head that's just <laughs> gross and it's incredible panel. But I'm imagining seeing it on the film and honestly, I think you'd have people vomiting in the aisles because it would be so bloody. It'd be like triple R rated. It'd have to be that violent. Yeah, if 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 I can sort of do, do some non-spoilery, um, go for it. Sentiments in the comic. I read this, and I I I have to tell you, I was totally blown away by how different in tone and in in style, and and particularly in in in, in the way that it treated the characters uh, to, to to what the, the 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 even just Marvel in general usually is, because. You know, typically speaking, if you look at early Marvel, it's it's, it's sort of very like classic comic booky. Um, as we get to sort of uh, later years, it starts becoming a lot more grounded, realistic, a couple of more darker themes. But this one, this one, like it's it's uh, maybe it was apt that I mentioned Mad Max Fury Road as a as sort of a contrast earlier because it does feel a little bit like that. There's there's it's almost as like post-apocalyptic Mad Max style setting. Yeah, and but the thing that easily easily you notice and just keeps on surprising and, and surprising you this comic is brutal i mean this is this is a level of violence that is walking dead level and that's saying something because yeah. walking dead yeah. is violent walking dead is violent so for old man logan to be this violent it is a violent comic book now it's not there's there's obviously a, a a certain point to it because uh, ironically the violence becomes a very strong critical narrative theme in in the whole story because of uh, uh, Logan's mindset uh, throughout the comic and it's just it's just so 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 compelling as to uh, you're talking about some of the imagery there's a couple of panels there that are just I mean it's and, and, and the thing is you know again unlike the comic that I mentioned earlier Walking Dead um you know, old man Logan's in full color, so they're not shy. They're not shy about the details. It's re- you, you, you're not kidding about the gruesomeness of it. It's just and and um, easily if they. Uh, it's an interesting thought that you make, Stu, because if, if if this ever had to go off to Disney and Marvel, this is this is an R-rated uh, uh, MCU uh, potential film. You never know. Um, it would be quite an interesting thing to see them pull it off, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, it really would. I mean, I, I can see it. in my, I'm just actually going to Google it now just for this one panel. And it's just... Uh, yeah, if they ever did that... I would probably shit myself because I'd be so happy to see it on the screen. We'll talk about we'll that. It at the end. We'll spoil yeah. it at the end because if I mention the character, it just might ruin it for some people. Yeah, but the, it, it's like it's like Batman versus Superman, isn't it? It's not taken 
the the Dark Knight Returns. It's borrowed from it. It's inspired by, yeah. which is good because it, it's nice to see them being true to the subject material to a point. But then they've also blended in the X twenty three element, which is obviously a huge one because potentially that is the that's also the we've talked about the legacy of Hugh Jackman. X twenty three is arguably going to be the legacy of Wolverine. You would think yeah. that if they've got her in there now, she must be what. 11 12 13 something like that it's not beyond the realms of possibility that by the time the next x-men film comes around or x-force maybe x-force has been touted for yeah, that's the theory. after the second deadpool film because then you've got deadpool and cable who are two members you know she could be 17 or 18 and then by the time there's a third one she's in her mid-20s or something so they they can plan out a timeline now by having a child actor and it, it would be incredible to see that happen, to see the mantle pass. Because unless I'm mistaken, I can't think of another time in comic films where a comic mantle has been passed. Not yet, anyway. We don't know whether it's going to happen with Captain America, if the shield's going to go to either Falcon or Bucky. Um, yeah. We don't know what's happening with Iron Man when um, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s contracts get too expensive because it is... The, as a lot of people know, and maybe some of you don't, the reason they delayed the announcement on his contract extension was because he is so expensive, they couldn't afford to get him in for, say, three full movies. So they've broken up his contract into chunks. So his appearances in Civil War constitutes part of his contract rather than an entire picture. Because he's yeah. talking, he's like a, a $50 million actor. And to, to splooge that much money on one character when the the MCU um, roster now is dozens and dozens of people. That's when films start costing two, three, four hundred million dollars, isn't it? If you're getting all these guys yeah. in. So this could be the first time we see the mantle of Wolverine passed from, to simplify it, from father to daughter. They're not, they're not, bio they're not biologically related in that sense, are they? But X-23 is Wolverine's clone. I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how how true they're going to be to her origin. I, I'm guessing they're going to be pretty damn close with it in terms of how how it comes about that she's a clone, but she's suddenly a girl because there's some kind of a problem with the XX and the XY genes. She's at yeah. 23 because she's the 23rd attempt at the weapon at the Weapon X project, whereas Wolverine was the 10th. So he was Weapon XX for, you know, Roman numeral for 10. So there's been yeah. 13, 12 other attempts, sorry, between Wolverine and X-23 that have failed. And it turns out that it was all to do with the the genetic side of it. It was to do with the sex. So by changing it over to a, a female, they were able to get the genes to stick. She's only got two claws in her hands instead of three, but she's also got foot claws. She's got one claw in each foot which we actually saw in the last trailer. Yeah. Uh, th there's one bit where the, I think it's the guy with the bionic hand is, or someone is pushing her backwards and all of a sudden you hear the familiar, like the snip sound and you see yeah. it and she's got him digging into the gravel on the floor. And that's good. Cause I didn't, I didn't know if they were going to do that. I thought that might be a, a step too far for people to go, Oh, foot claws. But you think what that does for her, she's now got a completely different fighting style a kick from Wolverine is dangerous because he's a you know he's really hard. A kick from her 
could take your head off, you could lose your arm, you could lose your leg. And well, judging judging by the trailers, you probably I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you actually do see a couple of foot-based decapitations in this film. I will be disappointed if we don't, because there's one bit I can remember <laughs> where she's she's spinning in the air, and I, I'm thinking, well, with it being an R rating, there's going to be a lot of blood, there's going to be a lot of gore, and I think we will see, if not decapitations, we're going to see some limbs coming off, which yeah. you very often get with Wolverine, don't you? With a lot of people, it tends to be, you know, Cyclops will blast someone with an energy blast and they just go down, or Storm electrocutes someone. With Wolverine, because it's so... It's a mechanical death. You are going to see bits coming off. You're going to see piles of bodies and sand that's just turned crimson red. And it could be, in a weird way, it could look really arty. Because the way it's set, even though it's in colour, it's quite subdued, isn't it? It doesn't look like it's a very bright film. It looks almost sepia. It's really sort of darkened and tinged down. So it looks like it could be the artiest decapitation that you've ever seen. Pretty much, it it it, it looks like um it's 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 got that sort of again that Mad Max s- s- sort of type of desert sort of open spaces like farm drama almost type of type of uh, type of vibe. But uh, but what's interesting like like you're talking about obviously the the, the R ratedness, um you know unlike Deadpool which was R rated and just like first of all insanely fun, um but it was also insanely rude as well yeah and i think that was that was part of the r-ratedness but this i don't expect this to be you know r-rated because it's rude i expect it to be r-rated because there's just going to be a lot of really intense violence and 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 a couple of f-bombs flying you know in in various different directions so that that does make it quite interesting prospect by comparison to deadpool because this is going to be and that's why i'm thinking you know when we think about and then this is where i think maybe the reviews are sort of trying to to compare it to dark knight rather as opposed to other films i think it's it's probably taking a far more grounded idea on what these characters are about emotionally because even even wolverine you you it, it's it's interesting what the trailers start sort of putting out there in terms of his relationship with Professor X and then potentially with X twenty three, and 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 his role in that. Also, what the, the other interesting thing as well, which uh, uh, I guess is not not really so much of a spoiler because it's very clear in the trailers, is that you know not only is Wolverine an old man, but that healing factor is not working so well anymore. You yeah. can see it. You can see it in the scars, and 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 you know he he doesn't seem to be like like just magically sort of waking up from from bullets in the head and stuff. Well, I, I was watching a video about that. It's the same source that I always do. Emergency, awesome. Charlie's brilliant, and someone had asked the question. Well, if Wolverine's got this healing factor, why is he old? Why does he look so haggard? Because he look. I mean, he has had a rough. A rough life, hasn't he, Wolverine? Going right back to his origin. I mean, he's born in what the eighteen hundreds, I think. And the way yeah. it's been explained, I think the explanation actually came from the comics. He ages one year for every ten years that pass, so he ages at a tenth of the of the rate that you or I do. Um, and he's he's now he's supposedly about he must be two hundred and fifty, three hundred years old. But you think if, if say, he was able to live for a 1,000 years because of his healing factor, he's got a finite amount of healing factor to use. And every time he gets shot in the head or stabbed through the heart or whatever, 
he's used he's taken away from that pot so he might be 300 years old let's say for argument's sake but he's used six or seven hundred years of his life just recovering from all the shit that he's done in the previous two to three hundred years and it it's I like the way they've done that because it makes him more more enjoyable to me to not be like, well, yeah, but it's another Wolverine film. We know that no one can kill him. Now it looks like if somebody was to get a good shot on him, he's not just going to pull the bullet out and he'll be fine in 20 minutes. It could be that it takes him days or weeks to get over it. So then yeah. Wolverine almost becomes more human. Potentially he's going to have to be relying on X-23, Laura, to help him because he might be a little bit disabled by something. He might get shot in the leg and he's got a terrible limp. He potentially becomes a target as a result of that. And I didn't realise that. I thought that Wolverine's um, healing factor was just limitless. You know, it would go on and on and on. So I like the fact that they've tried to humanise it and said, well, it's not quite that simple. Yeah. So, and, and, and he looks really good. It, it looks better that he looks haggard and grey. And like you said, he's got scars all over his face. I'm sure we're going to see his chest and his back and his arms are going to be covered with scratches and little holes and lumps of scar tissue because, you know, he is just a living lump of scar tissue, isn't he, with everything that he's been through, the Civil War and Second World War and Vietnam and then all the the mutant wars and all the rest of it, the things he's seen, it makes sense that his body would be showing a few signs of, of ageing. And we've, we've seen, I think we've seen some of that in the trailers, yeah, we have. When he's when he's moving around, he does seem to be moving a bit slower, a little bit more, a little bit gingerly. Um, when the when the first trailer dropped, was it tail end of last year? I think it was it, about I'd say October. Yeah, I think I'm thinking oh, October, yeah. November, something like that. Yeah. So we collectively we must have watched it. What? 15, 20 times each, easy. Because <laughs> I, I know you're... Oh, no, no. No, no, I'm thinking more. I'm thinking we might be into the late 20s on this one. Because I was so excited by it. I just binge-watched it in work, just over oh, and over again, trying trying to always see, is there an Easter egg? Is there something in the back of the frame that's supposed to be a hint to something? Yeah. Well, the big thing as well, especially with the international trailer, because I'm not sure why the American trailer didn't have it, is that the, the, the international trailer effectively became the Red Band trailer because that's where you saw um, the first big sign that this is R-rated because in the trailer, literally, you see, you know, Wolverine's put his claws right through someone's head. And by right through, I mean, they're sticking through the top of the, of the guy's head from his chin. So it's just a, a, a it's, 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 it's a very, visceral and raw and brutal kill and then of course uh, the other traders follow up with some um my favorite one is the second because uh, because the professor x's uh, little chirp at the end <laughs> about his age but it's it's it the, the, those trailers were so i mean we've seen a lot of great trailers last year those trailers were really very compelling because they just they they gave such a different feel to the film. And, and, and if you think about all the other films he's been in from the X-Men universe, what's, what's really interesting about this one, it, it doesn't feel like, so it doesn't feel like an X-Men film at all. No. In the trailer. And it doesn't feel like this weird sort of journeyman, oh, he's searching for himself type of idea, which was kind of, I think, where they were trying to go with the, the two Wolverine films before this one. 
this one very much feels like it, it, it it's come full circle it feels like you're you're, you're looking at uh, an established character trying to do one more thing of significance yeah um, and i love that because that's that's very much uh, uh i think as we we've spoken about earlier what Hugh deserves this to, to, to be a masterpiece, and I really hope it is. Yeah, that's that's a good way of looking at it. the other ones, especially the Wolverine, the one where he goes to to Japan and that, and he fights the awful incarnation of Silver Samurai. And yeah, he 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 always seems to be on the move, doesn't he, Wolverine? He always seems to be yeah. jet setting, like you say, he's always finding himself, or he's always got to find an explanation for something. Whereas this <laughs> seems a little bit more like he's accepting. I'm guessing at first when when he's introduced to to um, the girl, he's just he's not gonna know what's going on, and then something's gonna happen, and he's gonna go, "Oh shit!" And it it it's it it might even ground him, maybe like you say, maybe knowing that he's got some kind of a legacy in her, because she's the closest thing he's got to to physical family to someone to carry on his bloodline. You know, maybe like you say, that's why he's trying to do something significant. He wants to stop whatever the threat is, so that she's got a, a, a chance of going on and living a life, and you know, having some some kind of normal norm. I can't even get my words out. Some kind of normal life <laughs> that he's yeah. not really had because he's had a troubled life starting right through his childhood. As I said, fighting in, in several wars, and he's always either been fighting he's always fought someone hasn't he by the looks of things he's never really had time to just sit down and just be whereas other people have you know cyclops had gene gray to just relax with and even the young kids when they were doing the rogue and Iceman um romance wolverine's only really had himself he's only ever really been able to count on himself whereas in this he's got professor x who is you know, he's his adopted father, really, isn't he? He's his, his father figure, he's his mentor, he's a very close friend. And now he's got, essentially, a daughter out of it as well. And it's it's nice to see Wolverine, Wolverine humanised in that way, rather than all the other X-Men films tend to focus on he's this rage-filled animal that could disembowel you as quickly as he could look at you. Now they seem to be thinking, well, yeah, but he's got feelings, he's actually got a heart... <laughs> Maybe, just maybe, he's sick of fighting. Maybe after two, three hundred years of fighting, maybe he just wants to relax and just see out the rest of his days. Because for all we know, he might know that he's going to be dying soon. And he thinks, you know what, I don't want to die in a battle. I'd rather die at home peacefully after having a bit of a relax for a few years. And maybe she's his ticket into that life. Yeah, I agree. But I'm the same as you. The, The second trailer was... That was when it started ramping up, uh, and as as these things often do, the music sets the tone. The uh, the the Johnny Cash cover of of Hurt, really slow, incredibly powerful lyrics. You know, if you just yeah. sit down and listen to what he's saying, it's like being punched in the heart. It's so it's such a sad, powerful, beautiful song, and it just fits in the way you've got the chain by Fleetwood Mac being used over the new. Um, guardians of the galaxy trailer and you had ballroom blitz over suicide squad you know they they set the tempo so those are really upbeat really fun really bright and colorful like the films this really quiet really stripped down you know we, we haven't seen any big sets 
as you mentioned, it looks like it all takes place in the desert, in the middle of nowhere. Everything's post-apocalyptic and dilapidated and broken. So why not have a song that's just an old guy with a broken, cracked, raspy voice on an acoustic guitar? And it just, it, it fits perfectly. It really, really does. Yeah, and it creates a very like, like distinct mood, which is just very and 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 that's what I like about about the way they're going about it is that it doesn't it doesn't feel like uh, like a typical comic book move. And I think if there's one thing the MCU in particular has managed to do is you know uh, I'll, I'll go back to Rory's favorite, which is uh, Winter Soldier, which which you know he describes as a spy movie, which is very much correct. It's it's, it's an espionage type film. Yeah, this. This film doesn't feel it, – it, it, I don't expect it to feel like a typical comic book film. I expect it to almost feel like this post-apocalyptic drama, but, but very character-focused and, 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 and very nuanced in, in, in how it portrays Wolverine. Yeah. It, cool. I think it's fair to say everyone has got incredibly high hopes for it. Everyone is, is salivating at, at, at the, the thought of how good it could be, how good it should be, in fairness. When you've had – eight different films featuring this character. By now, you should have worked out what you've done right and replicated it and what you've done wrong and corrected it. Touch yeah. wood, they, they, that's what they've done. But as you go and sit down on Sunday, what do you want? What do you want that film to deliver to you to satisfy you? I really hope that it doesn't do some of the, some of sort of the, 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 typical campy special effects that some of the the x-men films have have tried to use what you want is really really sort of compelling compelling interactions between the different characters and i'm really hoping in particular that because there's always pressure on on especially when you use a young uh, a young person in a film like this of of how they're gonna they're gonna portray a particular character i think x23 is probably really pivotal for p- p- pivotal sorry for You've the, caught for the, it now as well. You've caught my verbal diarrhea. <laughs> so yeah, so she's she's quite important for the rest of the, the the franchise, I think. And I think in 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 the same way that that Wolverine needs to sign off uh, adequately, I want to I want to believe that X twenty three is going to sort of be given the right level of introduction that that, that mirrors it. And 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 the, the trailer sort of puts puts a hint around it when. Um, I can't remember which one that is. I think it's the third one where Professor X talks about how similar or, or that she reminds him a lot of, of Wolverine. Yeah. And, and that, and that I think is quite, because I almost feel like, and I know this sounds strange, but you know, even, even Deadpool, even though he wasn't even in it, you felt Wolverine's presence, uh, uh, because obviously there was a little bit of fourth wall stuff happening with the, with with Hugh Jackman being mentioned, and oh, of course God, yeah. it was a whole it was a whole tease about what happened at the end of X Men Origins and then so forth. The point is this, uh, like at the end of the day, come down to it, you got to need some, you're going to need someone in X Men film that heals fast and has claws, and that's the embodiment of Wolverine, that's the spirit of Wolverine, and whether it's yeah. Wolverine himself or X twenty three. I, 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 X23 needs to work for me. I, I have full confidence in, in Hugh Jackman delivering. I just hope that they've produced a, a script and, 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 and a whole setting that, that really sells, sells what the character's about and how he's come full circle in, in, in the 17 years. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's a really good way of looking at it. In the way that we want him to sign off, we need her to sign on. You know, it, yeah. it, it would be harsh on her if she gets the same sort of crappy Wolverine treatment that he's got. Um, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head before when you said Wolverine is probably a majority of people's favourite X-Men character. He's one yeah. of the most badass. He's got some of the best powers. He's he's troubled, and I think everyone likes a troubled hero. Everyone likes people that have got the dark side. Because they're real. That, that, yeah, that's why I think that's why a lot of people gravitate to Batman over Superman, because Batman's got problems, and you identify with someone who's got problems, and you know, we'll have a really bad day at the office and we'll take it out on people. Well, a bad day at the office for, Lo- for Logan Wolverine, you know, he might really stab someone in a li- slightly the wrong way. He might kill someone. He might cut something off that he doesn't mean to just because he loses his temper. <laughs> and he's a yeah. fascinating character. Even in the cartoon, he always had the sass and the attitude, even within the team. He was always giving Gambit stick. He was always having a pissing contest with uh, with Cyclops. You know, they were always peacocking around over over Jean Grey. Yeah, I, I'm same as you. For my hopes, I want. I, I would be ashamed if people actually started applauding after the film, which has happened. That happened after, I think it was Civil War, and Doctor Strange. People in the cinema actually clapped, and I just wanted to punch them because we don't do that in England. You sit there quietly and go, mm, yeah, it's a jolly good show. You don't clap loudly. That's what the Americans do, and you start whooping and hollering. But I want to be clapping inside when it finishes, and I want to I want to think that Hugh Jackman finished filming and went, okay, yeah, good job. I'm done now. Like, he can feel like, for all the problems there's been with, with the origin story and with the Wolverine, that he's able to wrap this up all neatly and go, yeah, I've done a good job over the last 17 years. I'm happy with that. And I, I can't see any reason why not, based on what we've seen. I, I really can't. I, I don't think this could be bad. If it yeah. is, I think it would be an absolute miracle because somehow that would mean that fans and critics have somehow managed to just completely get it wrong. For me, for me, there's only two questions, right? Whether it is better than X-Men First Class and or whether it makes more money than Deadpool. I think that is yeah. that are the only two questions. Because for me, I, I, I don't see... I'm, I'm that confident in, in what I've seen from the trailers and what the critics are saying, that it's going to stand head and shoulders about, above just about every single X-Men film. Um, I don't think it's going to make as much money as Deadpool. I just think that Deadpool's wider appeal and cultural significance just makes it far far more accessible from a money perspective. But I do expect it to make more money than first class, and I do expect it to be to end up as 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 better than first class. That that's my prediction. What what sort of figures did first class pull in? Three fifty three. Wow. Three fifty three. I'm I'm, I'm so, so in in order. I'm looking at the figures now. Deadpool number one, Head and Shoulders seven eighty three. <laughs> then Days Days of Future Past seven forty seven. X Men Apocalypse five forty three. The Last Stand four fifty nine. The Wolverine four fifteen. Wow. X2407, X-Men Origins 373, and quite shockingly, X-Men First Class at 353. So, um, like, it's, it's quite surprising that the best one is, like, close to the bottom of the money list, but I suppose it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, it must have been the, the reboot factor that so many yeah, people probably. just hate reboots 
And and with good reason, because everything gets rebooted, but this was done for good reason, wasn't it? Because the franchise was in a mess. The continuity yeah. was all screwed up, and they needed to go back and start from scratch. But yeah, I, I would not have expected. I would have said sort of middle, if not, you know, top, maybe one of the top three or four. I would not have said bottom of the pile. Yeah. Really wouldn't. And I'm surprised that the Wolverine made 400 odd million. It was shit. It was <laughs> just awful. But that, I think, <laughs> if anything, if you want to try and turn a negative into a positive, that's the law of the Wolverine, of Wolverine yeah. the character, that people will pay to go and watch his films, even if the trailers look a bit shitty, even if it sounds a little bit rubbish, people will flock to see a Wolverine film for exactly the reason you said. He's a beloved character. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that wraps up quite nicely the, the normal things. So if we go back to your frankly brilliant idea and do the, uh, the, the spoilery spoiler. section... So, right. seeing as it was your idea, I may as well let you kick us off. It seems fair. Well, let me let me stop asking the question. What panel did you have in mind from the comic? And by the way, if you don't want spoilers, stop, stop listening now. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking what, what, of of the one with the Hulk. Yeah. So, it's it's the 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 thing about the comic that that really surprised me is first of all, it's like it's it's a very weird story, very weird story because. You know, you've got um, uh, uh, the the fact that Wolverine is married is, is sort of he's got a wife and two kids is probably the most normal thing in the story, and that's and that's sort of the surprising bit. But then you've got uh, um, he travels across the states with Hawkeye. Um, superheroes have died right, left, and center, and Wolverine is a pacifist. And w- what's incredible about this this particular novel, graphic novel, is the fact that you know you, you, you're almost following this. This trail of blood and violence, and Wolverine isn't actually trying. He's trying very hard not to contribute to it. And then by the end, when he when he gets pushed over an edge, he like it's it's a level of berserker I've never seen uh, in 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 Wolverine before. But it is, it's 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 it's, it's effective. And I mean the way the way he takes out the Hulk is just it's kind of like um, I don't know uh, like something out of one, one of those horror movies. Like if, if, if Marvel met Alien? <laughs> well, it is. It, it, it's like, the, it, 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 I mean, he, he eats him, doesn't he? The Hulk yeah. eats Wolverine, and Wolverine shreds the Hulk from the inside out, and he literally bursts and splits the Hulk in two. Now, imagine that's what I was saying. Imagine that on the big screen. Imagine if somehow marvel and fox were able to come to some kind of an agreement that benefited them both and they were able to get wolverine and the hulk on on screen at the same time and they were able to have wolverine bursting out from inside the hulk that would be insane that would be just phenomenal and there would be that would have to be in 3d so that people were wiping their faces thinking they had hulk (laughs) guts dripping off them but whenever i think of it that's the that's the panel that sticks in my head. That's the one that I can see, and it it has become an iconic panel because that's I mean that's how a lot of people still see Wolverine. He is he yeah. is the killer. You know he's a killer's killer, isn't he? He's 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 violent. He's just ruthless. And like you said, that there's a lot of other elements in the story that are just really sad. Like everyone else is dead. 
like and also the way his role in that as well is 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 incredibly tragic and 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 I mean uh, that that part I went well because I really want want people to, to to read the comic book. But the point is like the the role that he that he plays in this post-apocalyptic sort of dynamic is just so 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 tragic. But it it adds so much strength to the character. And even then, I mean, uh, uh, you know, but before he faces Hulk, there's the, there's this altercation with the Red Skull, and that as well, like. That panel and 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 that that moment is it. That's that's properly gruesome as well. It's 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 incredible how just just how different this is compared to sort of you know the other comics that we've uh, um, uh, sort of been used to. Yeah, I I am going to have to buy it because thinking about it now is just getting me really excited to it's to awesome. read it. And it's it's it, very different. It's very much it's it's got to be. Re- considered like an iconic story for not just for Wolverine but for the entire X-Men franchise you know as well as you've got I've recently been getting a, an education from uh, Joey Connors about uh, Legion so I've been reading about the Age of Apocalypse and then the Age of X and in the past yeah. when I've asked people for recommendations on uh, Marvel story, X-Men storylines to read they're the ones that have come up but everyone has always said, "Have you read Old Man Logan?" Oh, you've got to read Old Man Logan. So I think Old Man Logan is is to Wolverine what Dark Knight Returns is to Batman. Yeah, that's that's pretty much because it's got that much like alternativeness that it makes you. And and funny enough, actually, funny enough, you, you're talking about parallels. Think about how Arrow is used in Dark Knight Returns and how Hawkeye is used in Old Man Logan. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that a funny coincidence? It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That's a I, funny I, do, I love the little the cameo from um, Green Arrow in uh, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight, Absolutely yeah. brilliant. So yeah, it's interesting that because it it, it it sort of sits on a quiz. Both of them do the same thing. I never thought about that. There so now go. we've there now we've spoiled that. The bit I wanted to talk about was Essex Corp. Sinister is Mister <laughs> Sinister. One yeah. of the iconic X-Men villains right up there with Apocalypse and Magneto. So his deal is he is obsessed with bloodlines and with perfecting uh, cloning. And he wants to create the perfect mutant. So clearly they've taken that on board and they've said, right, well, we've got a villain who's obsessed with bloodlines and genetics it ties in perfectly that he would be involved with the Weapon X project. But if they've now brought him in, they have got to, at some point in the future, bring Mr. Sinister in. If his corporation is there, you know, Nathan Essex, they have got to bring Mr. Sinister himself into it. And the, the, the biggest thing that they've done He's so obsessed, it gets really weird. I always try and not get this mixed up. He, want, <laughs> he wants to forcibly breed Cyclops with Jean Grey, doesn't he? Because he considers them to be two genetically superior mutants. Yeah. But he ends up having to, he creates a clone, I think it is, of Jean Grey. And Scott has a kid with her. That kid is born with a future virus. And that is Cable. So thinking about this logically, Cable's going to be in the next Deadpool film. We know that for certain. They've got Mr. Sinister 
or they, they've they've opened the door to Mr. Sinister now yeah. in this universe. It's got to be only a matter of time before somehow they tie up that Mr. Sinister created Cable and then link that back to Cyclops and Jean Grey. And then they go into the, the, the time travel element of it. And if they do, that yeah. could be mind-blowingly brilliant. That really, yeah. that, that would be an incredible storyline to put across two or three films. I think given the, 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 the hints and sort of obviously the way that, that uh, Cable is important to Deadpool for, in terms of that story, but then there's also obviously the whole hints with X-Force. I, and, 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 and also the other thing is you kind of, I, I do get the sense that they want to try to sort of, you know, particularly with the X-Men franchise, try and explore different characters now and try and explore different arcs. So yeah. you, I think, you, I think they've got to because the, the, the figures or the, the viewing figures must have dropped for the um across the x-men films because i think it 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 has become a little bit washed out it's like we've said in the past about superman they they've done x-men to death and and they do need to to shake up the roster a little bit but that's what x-force can do x-force is a good way of them having an x team you know full of mutants but it's not just wolverine cyclops gene gray gambit rogue whatever it's people that a lot of a lot of people myself included have got no idea who they are yeah and also it it, an x-force film needs to be r-rated and as we've said time and time again that's what deadpool did deadpool proved to studios you can have an x-rated film that can make money that can be a box office success you know it, it doesn't have to be one of these things where it's a moral victory because it was really true to the the comics, but it was a box office flop and it made no money and nobody wants to do a sequel. Deadpool making seven, eight hundred million dollars. That's crazy. And if <laughs> Wolverine's probably gonna do four, five hundred million, again, crazy for an R rated film to pull in that kind of of money. But this could be the making of the of the X Men franchise, couldn't it? Because then yeah. uh, they <laughs> They can then even link in X-Force with the new generation of the X-Men that they've got, you know, led by Sophie Turner. They can then marry those two together if they can find a way of getting the timeline synced up. So I don't know where it goes from here. I don't know how in the world they're going to tie them up because they're obviously taking place at least 20 years apart. And unless they can somehow rapidly age all these, you know, early 20s actors, but... I think if there's any way of doing it, sorry, if there's any time to do it, now's it. They're they're coming off the back of three good X-Men prequels, Deadpool. Deadpool 2 is probably going to be another smash hit. Logan looks like being a smash hit. Fox have taken some shit over the years, haven't they, for this franchise. They're doing a lot right at the minute. It It would be harsh to say otherwise. They're obviously not pulling in the same sort of figures as Marvel are doing, but they're not backed by Disney. You know, they're not, they aren't able really to put in the kind of money and promote it as well and pay the sort of salaries that Marvel Disney can do when they can give Robert Downey Jr. a $50 million contract. And, you know, Chris Evans must be on 20, 30 million. Scarlett Johansson's getting probably 15, 20, something like that. I don't yeah, think I was, was going to say, like, the ensemble for X-Men is not anywhere near, like, I mean, even, you know, it's, it's quite ironic. Like, Michael, Michael Fassbender is probably a better actor than most of the guys in the MCU. But 
in no way, shape, or form does he command the same paycheck. No. He just he just doesn't have the same marketability. So you know that that th- that's you're just talking about different numbers. And then also, like unfortunately, with with the X Men ensemble, the, like the drop off is steep. You know, you'll have someone as good as um, uh, what's his name, Oscar Isaacs, who you know unfortunately probably didn't get the best portrayal of of Apocalypse no, to put. He, he did. He, he was really screwed over with that, especially yeah. when you see the the effects. Uh, studio, the the place that did the design yeah. for him, and they showed that their original design was exactly like he is in the comics, and that's not the direction Fox wanted to go. That's heartbreaking. Because if yeah. he put it, he was strong. If you took away the way he looked and the way he sounded, and and replaced it with the classic nineties cartoon look, it would have been iconic. It would it could have been Vader, Heath Ledger, Joker. Um, Tom Hiddleston, Loki level of of villain goodness, couldn't it? It could have been that good, but it wasn't. It was just this big pink, purple, latex mess. It looked like a fucking sex toy. <laughs> just awful. And like you, I, I feel sorry for him. He he got the shitty end of the stick on that one. Yeah, he did. He did. But 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 but. You know, I mean, I, I think, I think the point is like, they, as you, as you said, Stu, I think there's definitely things that they're doing that aren't, aren't sort of MCU brilliant, but they are steps in the right direction. And, and yeah, you know what the funny thing is? Like, the, this is a weird thing with comic book films, just in general, I find. Um, I have to be really put off to not watch them. Yeah. Uh, because I, I just, there's too many of these characters that I just intrinsically like because I grew up with them. So, I mean, like guaranteed, I'm gonna at least watch these things once and, and and see what I think. So, the funny thing is, is that if 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 they're doing at least you know a few more steps in the right direction, it can only improve from there. They'll never be as as as, as what the MCU is, or as sort of universally popular as like Spider Man is or something. But th- this is very encouraging, and and hopefully Logan sets sets the first piece down for it, or an additional piece down for it. Yeah, I I think that's a really good uh, a good note for us to end on. Then uh, that cool. that's actually gone really really quickly as these things often do. So <laughs> before we go, what have you got on your agenda at the minute? Any pods? Any articles coming up that we need to know about? Uh, the only thing I've got um, I've got the main Enfield Index podcast, which will come out uh, next week. I somehow I'm, I'm I'm just hoping that Liverpool beat Arsenal. Mm. Um, so, so we're 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 recording this tonight before that happens. So, um, uh, so hopefully that that does happen. If not, I'm not expecting a very good show. I've got no other pods on at the minute apart from this. Um, article wise, I've just done an article about the Green Lanterns of Sector Two Eight One Four, which I'm without being an arsehole, I'm actually very proud of because it took me fucking ages to write it. I'm, it's a very good article. I'm, I'm tra- thank you. I'm trying to do one at the minute about uh, the various different Robins because it's something I was thinking about. Mr. Connors has got a few articles out there which you should read. Um, I think his last one was about the Hulk. There's one coming out soon which is about Legion, which if you've been watching the Legion TV show, you should really read the article. It will make your ears bleed because there's a lot to read. And Legion <laughs> is a character that I really 
really underestimated. I didn't realise, A, how powerful he was, and B, how big his storyline is through the whole history of of X-Men comics in general. But it's a fascinating read. I, I instantly started Googling all these titles that link in and certain characters that he, he links in with that I didn't know about. And I yeah. think that's the sign of a good article. It's like when you're on Wikipedia, you read something and you end up going off on a tangent and then another one and another one. So when that one goes out, which should be in the next few days, give that a read. Yeah, so get out to the cinemas as soon as you can. Watch Logan and we will be doing a review, hopefully. And I'm sure we will have nothing but positive things to say. And hopefully you'll be able to come back on, Marco. Yeah. If we can sync up our calendars, which we usually can. You're not one of these that's got like a real life and stuff like Rory. Because in truth, Rory's just, it's Friday night and Rory's just gone out on the piss. So (laughs) I'm left at home minding the baby. And by baby, I mean dog. Um, Yeah, so that's it from us. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time. everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle if you live in a big game town you can airbnb your place for fans to stay in your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eye brow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.